ओम अज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकया चक्षुरुन्मिलित तस्मय श्री गुरुवे नम हरे कृष्णा एवरी वन वेलकम बैक टू द भगवदगीता स्टडी सर्कल Let me quickly check who else has joined. We have uh, Vinod ji joining in. We have Vina Mata ji. So, in the last session, we have covered up to verse number four of chapter six, and we have understood that how Krishna is pressing upon this point that how karma yoga and sannyasa yoga both are important. He has explained about karma, jnana, and sannyasa yoga in the previous chapter. So now he is saying that these are not two distinct things. In fact, both karma and sannyasa yoga have to be implemented by anyone who is actually a serious spiritual seeker, and especially for one who wants to do jnana, because the subject matter of this particular chapter is jnana yoga, how to meditate. So Krishna is explaining that how. there are these different stages here you know there is aruruksha stage yoga yoga aruksha and then there is yoga aruda yoga aruksha stage is a initial stage it's a neophyte stage we are all in that neophyte stage of our spiritual journey right we are in this uh, journey at least we have begun the journey that's the most important thing so we are in that yoga aruksha stage and then a person who is in the yoga ruda stage is one who is realized he has understood the essence of the scriptures he has understood the essence of the bhakti so that is where he has realized the vedic the yogic knowledge completely realized so mostly the kanishtha adhikari and the madhyam adhikari are the one who are in the yoga ruksha stage and the uttam adhikari is in the yoga ruda stage so what is our journey our journey is we have to gradually move from yoga ruksha stage to yoga ruda stage and this may take few years few decades and maybe few lifetimes we don't know it all depends on our intensity so if you want to remain in yoga ruksha stage then we can't help but krishna is now going to reveal what can obstruct you what is the potential thing which can keep you in yoga ruksha stage and not allow you to progress to the yoga ruda stage so that's what we have to understand right so krishna is not just giving us the solution but he's also trying to give us what are the potential problems that you can face right so these are few things that we understood and then how both a person who is in yoga ruda stage what are the symptoms of a person who has reached that stage of yoga ruda who has realized god what are the symptoms three symptoms we discussed the three symptoms are he is not interested he or she he is not interested in direct sense pleasure they are not interested in indirect sense pleasure and third they are actually not even desiring for sense pleasure that is what we understood in the previous words now in verse number 5 he is going to explain wonderful things but before that we should know that for god realization the person who has in uh, reached the stage of yoga ruda if you want to realize god the most important aspect is we should know that we have to control our senses that is most important but for that to happen there should be hridaya samskara what is hridaya samskara hridaya samskara means there should be a change of our heart our heart should transform how will that happen because without transformation of heart there cannot be god realization so hridaya samskara should happen samskara means perceptions so over a period of time we all have developed a lot of perceptions about this world and all the environment around us right so we all have developed certain perceptions about this world samskara certain habit loops we have created in our mind in our subconscious mind all these things have to be cleared so that we can realize god so this is called hridaya samskara so that is why in the previous chapter krishna has very nicely explained about karma yoga gnana yoga sanyasa yoga why because by practicing all these different yoga systems 
there is hridaya samskara there is a change of our heart right so only when you are able to have this change of heart then you can realize god and the best potential way the best way to actually have this hridaya samskara is krishna explained in the third verse he said that karma karana muchyate you have to perform your karma but the most important karma or the heart transformation many acharyas have explained and that is serving the vaishnavas when you serve the vaishnavas then there is hridaya samskara very very important why because they are always dedicated to the lord and when you serve the people who are always dedicated to the lord then there will be a change in our heart the lord is actually the he is supreme he is the supreme ruler of the whole brahmanda he is the supreme ruler of the whole universe right so the lord is the ruler and we are his praja so there is a king there is a praja so supreme lord krishna is the king and we are his praja everyone each one of us we are all his praja so when a king is accepted in a government the rightful citizen he actually pays a certain tax to the king right so similarly the supreme ruler is krishna is he really requiring some tax from us he has everything but still we as rightful citizens praja we are supposed to give him something and what is that service to his fellow vaishnavas all our vaishnavas who are there who are serving the lord if we can serve all these great vaishnavas then that is the greatest tax that we can actually pay to krishna and krishna appreciates that very much and what is happening by doing this by doing the seva to the vaishnavas hridaya samskara we are actually transforming our heart and that is how slowly god realization becomes very easy for us so that is why prabhupada you should tell if you want to realize god just catch hold of my dhoti and i will take you back to back to god you see when you actually catch hold of the vaishnavas the acharyas the guru then it's very simple very easy to actually uh, cross over all the material difficulties and achieve god realization it's extremely important but many times what happens is uh, people think that why should i do this why should i do that why should i serve people no sadhana when we are doing any sadhana sadhana should be tantric not tantric it should be mantric mantric means what it should not be mechanical so it should not be yantrik sadhana should not be yantrik please understand yantrik means very mechanically you do chanting mechanically you cook for the lord mechanically you read the bhagavad gita no all our activities spiritual activities should not be yantrik mechanical it should lead our sadhana should lead to hridaya samskara any activity that you should you do in spiritual life you should change our heart there should be twitch in our heart when we see the suffering of the people when we see there are so many people having pain we should actually have the compassion for them right otherwise there is no transformation happening we are simply mechanically doing it so there were this uh, group of sages and all this group of sages they were actually uh, taking bath in the uh, ganges ganga and after doing all the performing the rituals they uh, all got up from the river and they were all uh, uh, getting ready now to go to kashi and all of them thought that okay anyway we're going to kashi so let us take this pot full of uh, ganga water and then we will offer it to lord vishwanatha in kashi so all these great sages had this pot with them and they all filled the pot with ganga water and then they started walking towards kashi so as they were walking towards kashi they actually were passing by a very dry land absolutely no water there in and around and they saw a thirsty camel and then everybody was just walking on their way and then there was one sage who actually had compassion and then he thought okay let me give this water to this camel and then he actually gave this water to the camel to drink and all other sages they were like shocked to see this oh this is supposed to be offered to lord vishwanatha in kashi and you are offering this to this camel 
no they started forming certain perceptions about him they started judging this person and some of they were disappointed by his act and they all carried they said okay anyway what to do now he is like that so everybody started walking towards kashi they finally reached kashi so when they reached kashi they were very happy and everybody started offering their prayers and also this ganga water now when they were offering this ganga water it was not even touching the kashi vishwanath they were all very surprised what's happening here i mean we are offering with love and devotion and nothing is touching the lord it's not being accepted by the lord all these different sages they offered their water but nothing was accepted their prayers were not accepted and then this one sage who had actually offered this water to the camel he came and he just got one pot of water in offered to lord vishwanatha there in kashi and immediately it was accepted so they were all astonished and they were surprised and they thought how come our offering is not accepted and here this person who actually uh, gave that water ganga water to camel and he is being accepted so they wanted to know the truth now and they all started meditating on lord vishwanatha because they wanted to know what is this why their offerings is not been accepted so when they did a lot of tapasya for a day or two and then lord vishwanatha actually appeared before them and then they asked what oh my lord why did you actually not accept our offerings the water lord vishwanath said yes actually the water that you offered didn't even touch me and this person actually i accepted his water because when you were all passing by that dry land the patch of dry land i personally came as that thirsty as that thirsty camel and he is the only one who fed me and actually i accepted his water now because of that so you see many times mechanically we can do a lot of things our sadhana our chanting our so many things we can do in the name of spirituality but it's all becoming mechanical yantrik so our sadhana should never become yantrik so what should we do now so that our sadhana is not mechanical so that is what krishna is going to tell in the next few verses where he is going to reveal the possible the potential problems that we can face what are those things let us understand okay so dev you can unmute yourself and let's chant the uh, verse the first verse for today i also have some okay arvind malvekar has joined from uh, sholapur and uh, we also have vinoji and that of course then i think we have uh, uma kumar also joining us all right so let's uh, chant the shloka for today is very very nice shloka so dev repeat after me उद्धरे आत्मनो बंधु आत्मनो बंधु आत्मैवा Words number there that has been displayed. So the typo mistake. All right. So very nice. So what Krishna is saying here that this mind can be controlled, but if you are not able to control them, this can be either your friend or an enemy. So what Krishna is saying here that if you want to do dhyana, then you should know how to control your mind. It is extremely important. so what is the main obstacle for all of us to do dhyana meditation is our own mind 
So this mind is like a key. Just like you know you have a door, your house door, and then there is a key. So with this key, you can actually get in and get out of your house. So similarly, this mind is a key which can actually take you inside through your consciousness or it will keep you busy with the external world. You see, so the mind is like a key to our inner home, that is our consciousness. So all of us should use this key in such a way that it is favorable for us. So what Krishna is saying, Uddhara. So use this mind, this key that I have given you for your own benefit. Just see, imagine if there is no mind, just for a moment all of you just think, if there is no mind, what will happen? <laughs> if Krishna had not given us mind, he has given us eyes, ears, nose and all the senses, but he has not given us the mind. Can you effectively use any one of these five senses? No, we cannot use it at all. So Krishna has given us a very powerful tool and that is the mind. So Krishna is saying this key that I have given you is actually a secret. This mind is a very powerful tool. This can be utilized favorably for your Uddhara, Uddhare. Just see. But this most powerful tool called the mind is underutilized by us. We are not using this completely to its full potential. So who are the losers? We are the losers. So many times we are using this mind, a powerful tool against us instead of using it favorably for us to grow in spiritual life. This is what is happening right now. Right? So many times we think that this mind is our enemy. It is true. It's a very powerful enemy. That's why Krishna is saying it is Ripuhu. Atmaiva Ripuratmanaha. Actually, we should know that this whole verse is having so many Atma, Atma, Atmaiva, Atmanaha, Atmaiva, Atmanaha. You see, Atma, the word Atma is being utilized so many times. In the whole of Bhagavad Gita, actually Atma can be referred to body, it can be referred to the mind, it can be referred to the soul. You see? So here in this verse, Atma is referred to the mind and the soul. So, let us understand. So this, there was this one person, you know, very great devotee. He had done a lot of tapasya and then finally he had the darshan of the Lord. And then when he had the darshan of the Lord, he said, My Lord, somehow please help me to get rid of all my enemies. You finish all my enemies. Please help me in getting rid of all my enemies. Oh, great. The Lord said, all right. Then the Lord actually took a bow and arrow and then released an arrow. And this arrow, which was released by the Lord, it started coming and attacking this person, this devotee who had prayed. And he started running hither and thither everywhere, but this arrow is following him. And finally, with a big round, he came back to the Lord and said, My Lord, I actually asked you to kill all my enemies and this arrow is actually coming and attacking me. And the Lord said, actually, the greatest enemy is right there within you and that is your mind. So I have released this arrow to kill your own self. So we should understand that there cannot be a greater enemy than our own mind in the process of spiritual life. Right? This is very important. Without conquering this great enemy, we cannot progress in spiritual life. So, Uddharet Atmanatmanam So this Atma can be used in favorably for the benefit of our inner soul, that is inner Atma. Atma, this mind, Atmaiva, can be controlled nicely and for the benefit of Atma it can nicely work. Otherwise, Natmanam, if it is not working properly, then what will happen? Krishna is saying here, you see, he is saying that Natmanam avasadaye. means you will degrade. That's a very powerful thing. So, we don't want to degrade. We want to always use the mind favorably. But what to do? This mind is conditioned in so many ways from our childhood. It's conditioned to act in a certain way. It is conditioned to think in a certain way. That's a big problem. So let us understand this conditioning. How powerful this conditioning is. Many times we don't even know that what we are doing is right or wrong. We are just helplessly going according to the conditioning of our mind. 
so there was this one person who had uh, 100 donkeys with him he was the caretaker of all these 100 donkeys and then he was moving from one village to another village taking all these 100 donkeys with him and then he was about to reach the village but it was too late in the evening he thought okay it's better that i rest now and then morning i can continue my journey with all these 100 donkeys so these donkeys he wanted to tie and he started tying all these donkeys one by one and then finally after tying up 99 donkeys he noticed that he is falling short of one rope and another that stick or whatever you call uh, anchor kind of a thing to which the uh, donkey is tied that was missing the rope and the uh, tying system that anchor was lost it was not to be found so now he was thinking what do i do if i sleep this donkey will go away somewhere so he wanted to somehow tie so he was looking here and there and finally he saw a person passing by and he, he spoke to him and he told him that this is my problem what should i do so this person advised him very simple he told him see don't worry just go to this donkey and you know just put your hands around its neck so when you put your hands around its neck it will think that you are actually tying because all these days you have been doing that and then same time you take two stones and you make some noise so when you do that the donkey will think that you are actually tying it tying it so it will not go anywhere you don't have the rope you don't have uh, the stone or the stick to tie but just make noise and make these actions and that is what he did so this caretaker went back he just put his uh, hands around the neck of the donkey and he made the noise using two stones and the donkey thought that okay now my master is tying me and that's how it stayed there so early morning this caretaker he woke up and then all the donkeys were there and he went to the nearby village and then he started counting one by one and then when he counted there were only 99 donkeys now oh my god what happened he was all perplexed and he was trying to search here and there the 100th donkey but it was no way to be found and then the same person who had advised last evening he found this person again and asked him see you told me yesterday that i should do this but the donkey has not come at all i am missing the donkey what to do and then that person said actually see last night you tied it but did you actually open the rope again in the morning you didn't do that so that's why the donkey is still sitting there only go back and you'll find it there so what happened he opened all these other donkeys and he thought that this donkey is anyway not tied it will come but no it was so conditioned that oh my master has not opened the rope how can i walk so he went back and he found the donkey still sitting there and then he bought it back so what i'm trying to convey here is the mind is so powerful and conditioned to certain things that to break this conditioning it's very difficult so many times when we are uh, perceiving even bhagavad gita it is through this perceptions this conditioning that we have in our minds so that is why we have to clear all these conditioning one by one otherwise we will not be able to be successful so what krishna is saying here if you are having this conditioning in your minds like the donkeys then the problem is you cannot do dhyana you cannot meditate because meditation is what meditation on the parmatma but with this conditioning what will happen is your mind will tell oh you are meditating but you are there is no parmatma you meditate better on this red light or whatever it is you see this is how the mind will trick us so what krishna is saying here is you should better get rid of this conditioning because if you are not able to control this mind we will always be very unhappy and with the unhappy mood and mindset we cannot do dhyana our mind is disturbed you cannot do dhyana it's impossible to do dhyana that is how it is we get stuck to something so there was this another person you know there was this person uh, he was traveling from one place to another place and as he was uh, going to his destination uh, in between he was coming across many places and in one place in one village he moment he entered he got this foul smell very stinking smell and he was uh, so repelled by this stinking smell 
he just wanted to run away from that village and it was very obnoxious and somehow he could not tolerate this and he somehow crossed this village and he was going on his journey but this thought of that obnoxious uh, smell was in his mind oh what a dirty place what a dirty place they are not kept it clean the people are so obnoxious there they could not, how could they tolerate such a bad smell and all these thoughts were going on in his mind and in the journey as he was going on there were so many beautiful places wonderful beautiful places but he could not enjoy any one of them because he was constantly thinking about that one bad place that he came across so this is what happens to all of us also we may not be traveling from one place to another place just imagine one fine day you are wearing a very nice suit and nice dress and then you are looking very handsome and then you are going to the office and there somebody says oh you are looking so ugly today what this this dress is not matching at all now although 100 people have told very nice about your dress you are looking so good but this one person who have told you that you are not looking good this dress is not matching that's all you will forget all the 99 good things and we'll be forget we'll be remembering only that one negative thing that people have told isn't it so this is how our mind keeps us very busy with all this negative thing so we should get rid of this so we should use this utilize this mind this key called mind appropriately in our favor that is intelligence so with bhagavad gita what is happening is we are using this key this mind appropriately in our favor that is a secret we should use this appropriately now you may ask prabhu krishna is saying that oh this mind can be our friend banduhu or this friend can become ripuhu but how do we decide how to make this mind our friend or our enemy right it's a big question krishna is telling you are prabhu ji you are also telling this mind can be friend or enemy but how to make it a friend or enemy it's very simple see when we want to make friends how do we make friends suppose there is a guest when the guest comes to us we speak sweet words nice words very pleasing words so when you do that the guest is pleased and then we give very good hospitality to that person right so by giving good hospitality to a guest and speaking very pleasingly to that person on a regular basis not just one time on one if you do it just one time then he is a guest but when you do this regularly speaking good and then giving good hospitality good upachara you do regular basis on regular basis then what's happening is you are developing friendship with that person see so what will happen now when we speak pleasingly to our mind we don't do this we have to give proper inputs to our mind continuously regularly so when we do this regularly then the mind is accepting it is understanding oh yes this person is talking to me is giving me right uh, uh, amount of respect and he is giving me good hospitality mind will slowly gradually will start accepting your hospitality it will become our friend we should give right inputs to it on a regular basis that's a key the key word is <laughs> regular basis now when there is a guest if we don't invite that person will he come yeah he is not called me why should i go if normal people can have that ego that oh i have not been invited why should i go to that person then imagine our mind also is very powerful if you don't invite the mind then it will rebel and say why should i go what is happening is we are ignoring the mind we have to have sometimes that self talk with our mind we should analyze our mind and we should talk to the mind because we should right now treat this mind as a person it's a person within a person <laughs> we are having this body but this mind is actually acting like a individual within us but it this individual is acting against us right now he is acting like a enemy not like a friend so we should talk to him so when you talk pleasingly then the friendship will develop automatically otherwise we will uh, ignore this mind why because we are too busy with the smartphones and this gadget and that gadget so what is happening is we are ignoring the mind the mind is telling anyway this person is ignoring let me also ignore him let him let me put this person into more difficulty 
so that is what the mind is thinking right so we should always speak nicely to the mind understand the mind try to analyze what the mind what kind of thoughts it is generating so can you give the mind good thoughts when you read a nice message every morning can you tell your mind okay let me follow this mind please follow this prabhupada is saying you know this is what we have to follow ekadashi so you tell the mind let us follow this ekadashi you speak to the mind so then gradually it will become your friend any actions that we perform this way it is very nice see even in the regular day to day affairs in corporate world or anywhere you go people have this ritual of saying good morning good morning sir good morning madam good morning you know when you say good morning you feel pleasant somebody tells you good morning okay this is a nice thing you feel pleasant about it you feel happy about it oh that person cares about me when you say good morning right so similarly the good morning we can say suprabhata some people say good morning or suprabhata suppose if that person is not very nearby but still you see that person in the morning you don't say good morning you just wave your hand just by waving your hand that person is feeling so happy oh yes that person recognized my presence and you know that itself is a very kind gesture and everybody likes it just imagine early morning somebody is going you know that person and he waves your hand to you you feel so nice about it oh yes he recognizes my presence he recognizes me that's a very nice thing right recognition it's very important all these things we have to do even if you are not able to do waving your hand just mandahasa just a little smile simple smile just imagine how nice it is anybody smiles at you and you feel so nice about it it doesn't cost anything so we have to use these tricks with the mind also because the mind is like a child have you seen any time the babies you know small babies they are simply playing around they don't laugh or smile unless you make them smile just see the baby is playing around with something then you go and you see the people uh, when the baby is there they go and make it smile oh baby oh this thing they smile and when they smile the baby also will reciprocate and smile right so similarly our mind is also like a baby it's a small baby so when you smile at it it will smile at you, smile back at you we have to treat this mind like a child you have to reciprocate with it you cannot just get rid of it like that you have to treat it you have to become conscious of your mind and its presence most of the time we are not even conscious about this mind this powerful tool and that's why it is independently acting like an autopilot it is just doing its things so let us not use that mind like that in an autopilot mode we should use it in a conscious mode then it will become a very powerful tool for us right so krishna is saying atmana atmana atmanam now one way is you treat the mind like a child atman atmanam it refers to the mind it also refers to parmatma just imagine this atma can be used in a very nice way atman atmanam can be referring to the mind it can also be referring to the parmatma so what krishna is saying here if you can make friendship with the parmatma within your heart then it's an amazing thing but natmanam so if you are not becoming a friend of parmatma within you then you are the loser so if you are obeying the instructions of krishna you are his friend if you disobey the instructions of krishna then you are his enemy just see so many times the instructions come to us we disobey then we are become enemies of krishna by disobeying him so that should not happen right that should not happen so parmatma we should deal very nicely we have to make him our our friend we should make our uh, uh, parmatma within us to be our friend many families they have uh, uh, sometimes not of course many families it was in the vedic time but sometimes when people have a cows vinod ji also sometimes you know he talks about having cows so when you have a cow at home you have to feed water you have to give nice grass to it you have to feed and then you can ask milk from it right you cannot ask milk from a cow without feeding it anything so now krishna although he is not in need of anything but he is a kamadhenu he is ready to give us anything that we want but we should also feed him but feed him with what feed him with what so this is what we have got this thing in the olden days you know 
when there used to be a village there used to be a dedicated place called gomala gomala land it is called gomala land means it is a grazing ground for the cows there the cows will go and they will graze like krishna told govardhan is a grazing ground for all our cows so gomala land even now actually from the government policies it is there gomala land every place should have gomala lands but gomala lands are actually captured by all the big real estate people and they are building buildings there there is no place for cows now right so what is happening here gomala land is for the cows now this gomala land is this body so parmatma is within us this body is a gomala land and what is the grass that is the grass of dharma so what krishna is looking as a cow as a kamadenu within us this body is is actually looking for that grass what dharmic activities are we doing so we have to feed krishna our parmatma within us that way feeding with dharma then automatically krishna will become our friend parmatma will become our friend but we are constantly on adharma we are not feeding grass we are feeding thorns how can we expect now milk from him he is kamadenu we can offer but we cannot receive anything from him so this is the main problem so our main obstacle is the main obstacle to reach that yoga guru stage to reach that perfectional stage of god realization the main obstacle is our own mind right so this is where we have to become uh, expert in this initial stage itself yoga ruksha stage we have to become expert in controlling the mind now this in this initial stage in this neophyte stage in the beginning stage our mind is very much attached to the body please understand this our mind is very strongly attached to the body wherever you are physically that's where you are mentally also what do i mean now when you go to a you know a party you know it's a party thrown by some of your friends and there is lot of this music pop music and rock music and everything so when you physically be present there your mind also becomes absorbed in that pop music and rock music and all those things right so your physical presence impacts your mental presence also so when you at the same time go to the temple like some days ago you know uh ina uh, mata ji and uh, vinod ji dev everyone you were there in the govardhan eco village so when you physically you were present there in that spot in the spiritual atmosphere your mind was also completely absorbed it was present in that place why because mind is very strongly attached to the body wherever you are physically mentally you will be present there moment you come out of govardhan eco village then you come to the busy hustling and bustling of your city then your mind will again get distracted oh now i'm out of this you are again back to the square hole so you see mind is very very attached to this physical body so in the initial stage this is in the initial stage of course when you elevate yourself nicely no matter where you are physically your mind is fixed on krishna because you've reached the yoga ruda stage but in this yoga ruksha stage that is why we should consciously make an effort to go more often and meet the devotees in the temple have darshan of the temple and then what is happening is by physically uh, exposing yourself to spirituality your mind is getting exposed to spiritual life this is very important extremely important so that is why physically we should be very active doing a lot of things in spiritual life physically you should engage yourself now why this session because if i am doing this session physically it is also reinforcing our my mind that yes don't get distracted here and there be focused you see how physically being present like this is helping me it is helping you as a listener so let us use this mind as a very wonderful door which will open uh, our attention towards our inner, inner consciousness to the self it is connected the mind is connected internally to our consciousness and externally to the objects it's like a door it depends on how you open it if you open it towards the external world you get lost but if you open it towards inner world then there is so much exploration that you can do you can explore so much bliss
so this is what krishna has told in this particular verse so let's understand the next words very very important again so hina mata ji you can unmute yourself let's chant the next verse that is 6.6 Okay, so this is the six point six words here. Bandhuratmaatmanastasya. Bandhuratmaatmanastasya. Enatmayvatmanajita. Enatmayvatmanajita. Anatmanastu shatrutve. शत्रुत्मनाजित अनात्मनस्तु शत्रुत्वे अनात्मनस्तु शत्रुत्वे वर्तेतात्मैव शत्रुवत वर्तेतात्मैव शत्रुवत वंडरफुल प्लीज रीड द ट्रांसलेशन फॉर हिम हु हैज कॉन्क्वर्ड द माइंड द माइंड इज द बेस्ट ऑफ फ्रेंड्स बट फॉर वन हु हैज फेल्ड टू डू सो हिज वेरी माइंड विल बी द ग्रेटेस्ट एनिमी Yes, Hare Krishna. So this is an extension now about what Krishna is telling about the mind. Bandur Atma Atman Astasya. So this Atmana, Atmana means self. Atmaiva is referring to the mind. So Atma can refer to the mind or the soul. So Atmanas Atmanaha is referring to the self. Atmaiva is referring to the mind. so when the atmanah the soul the self controls the atmaiva the mind then it becomes your friend so anatmanastu shatrutve anatmana doesn't mean that there is no soul no soul is there anatmanas means you have not controlled the mind yet so you have not conquered the mind that's why it is called anatmana so let us understand this now what happens is most of the time in this material world anything that raises to greater heights requires effort and for anything to fall down it does not require any effort this is the nature of the material world if you want to progress higher and higher if you want to go higher and higher then it requires lot of energy but if you want to come down then there is no re- energy required even those who have uh, studied a little bit of electronics so in electronics we see there is an atom and in an atom the electron is properly moving in its orbit so if you want to push that electron from lower orbit to higher orbit it requires an external source of energy then the electron moves higher it goes and starts moving in the higher orbits but then you take out the external source of energy gradually that electron which had actually gone to the higher orbit will fall down to the lower orbit when it is falling down its to the lower orbit it will release some sort of energy but naturally it will fall down you don't have to put any external source for it so falling down is very natural going above requires energy so what happens now when we also want to progress in spiritual life and go higher and higher it requires a lot of conscious sadhana and then you keep moving forward but then to fall down it does not require any effort so to take our consciousness towards krishna it takes a lot of effort but for the consciousness to fall down just one pop up is enough on your mobile phone one pop up is enough to bring us down our consciousness down to the material level right 
one pop up comes then we get distracted and that's all we go we forget krishna and we go somewhere else that is what happens with all of us you see so because that is our level of uh, uh, maturity in krishna consciousness as of so we should become more and more stronger right and the stronger we can have we can happen when we engage our mind appropriately so see mind we are all soul soul means we have to be doing some activity if you disobey the mind you have to obey krishna if you disobey krishna then you will obey the mind somewhere you have to do some activity either you listen to krishna and perform devotional activities or you listen to the mind and do material activities it we are always doing some activity we cannot become free from activity that is not possible so that is why we have to understand we are in this aruruksha stage and we are supposed to reach yogaruda stage it takes a certain step it requires practice see when you all want to get a driving license when you want a driving license you go and give a test and then first thing is you get a ll learning license learner's license and that learner's license is applicable for some time and you have to do a lot of practice and then finally when you become an expert driver then you are given the permanent license right so right now we have taken the step of a spirituality a spiritual leading a spiritual life so we have got the learner's license and this learner's license you practice nicely over a period of time then you will get a permanent license of yes i am a devotee now i am a yoga roda stage i have reached that stage i have got realized that certificate you will get permanent license and once you realize god then it's permanent only it cannot become temporary because anybody who tastes god once then there is no question of again coming back to the material world material consciousness right so we all have to acquire that permanent license now of god realizations but right now we are having at least ll there are so many people who don't even apply for the learners license they are simply riding on the street this life they are simply going on journey from journey after journey but we have no no it's a serious thing driving on the road means it's a serious thing we should not meet with accidents right so that's why we should have a authorized license so this is where we getting license authorized license we have to control the mind it's very important so krishna is saying in this verse what did he say bandhu again he is using this word bandhu see very nice krishna is so nicely is telling bandhur atmanatmanastasya bandhu let us understand this word who is a bandhu when there is a object that you like or a thing that you like and you don't want to lose it then you tie it with a rope and you keep it very close to you you don't want that to go away from you so that's why you keep you bind the rope or something and then you keep it close to you you don't want to lose it so that thing or object which is bound by the rope is now bandhu it is been bound right it is been bound by the rope that becomes a bandhu similarly krishna can also become our bandhu provided we also bind krishna with what rope not this material rope we have to bind him with sneha pasha the rope of love isn't it so then when you bind krishna with your love he will become your bandhu this see now all the gopis all the gopas they all bound krishna they were binding krishna yashoda maya she is going to bind now damodara month is going to come you see she will bind krishna how not with that rope material rope she could not also right how could she bind later on out of her love krishna saw oh my mother loves so much so then he got bound so he became a bandhu just see so we have to bind krishna with sneha pasha Yes, Prabhu Ji, we are chanting Hare Krishna mantra. We are eating prasadam only, and all these things we are doing now. You see, we are having some sneha. We are having love for Krishna, but our love most of the time, what happens is, it is temporary. 
we're all having certain material desires and as long as those material desires are fulfilled we are there with krishna and moment it is satisfied and everything we forget krishna we ignore krishna this krishna who is the supreme lord who wants to become our bandhu we are ignoring him and krishna is telling he is telling oh bandhu i want to become your bandhu how you can call me as your father you can call me as your uh, son you can call me as your lover you can call me a friend i want to approach you and be your uh, be with you in a certain relationship i want to become your bandhu and we are ignoring him just see this is our unfortunate condition our unfortunate situation right so we are ignored and what happens is when we don't make krishna as our bandhu that is when we end up in problems in miseries most of the time that is our problem a big problem you see now this verse is actually defining mahabharata in one sense what happened in mahabharata there were the pandavas and the kauravas now this duryodhana party duryodhana and his party they saw the supreme lord krishna right in front of them but did they accept him as bandhu did they bind him with their sneha pasha they always rejected him you see duryodhana also wanted to bind krishna right he actually wanted to bind him and put him in the prison house but he could not that is his durbuddhi duryodhana's durbuddhi and what happened to duryodhana because he could not understand the supreme position of krishna he ultimately failed he was not victorious but whereas the pandavas they accepted krishna as the supreme and as their bandhu as a friend so because of that they were victorious they became successful in life it's very clear now if you want to become successful in life become follow on the path of the pandavas right but you see krishna is so merciful krishna apart from the kauravas and the pandavas krishna also approached karna krishna told karna hey karna you become my bandhu you join the party of the pandavas you will become victorious but then why did he approach krishna why did krishna approach karna it's because he knew karna is a pious person he is a good person so krishna wanted to give him that opportunity but what did karna do because of his attachment to duryodhana because duryodhana was his bandhu he rejected the friendship of krishna so what happened to karna ultimately because he was having the friendship of duryodhana he ended up becoming unsuccessful in fate you see he was not victorious so we may not be of the caliber of duryodhana oh prabhu ji we are not duryodhana yeah because duryodhana by nature is swabhava is durbuddhi we are not having that durbuddhi like duryodhana but at the same time we should not be foolish like karna also right we are having that piety within us we should not misutilize this piety for wrong things we should not get attached to people like duryodhana who are obnoxious people right so we should attach ourselves with people who are like pandavas and then we will become victorious we will become bandhu because anyone with the pandavas mentality mentality will become a bandhu of krishna so that is what krishna is telling so isn't it in our favor to make uh, krishna as a bandhu so all these things if you do properly then the mind is setting it right we are setting the mind ready for dhyana that's why prabhupada in the introduction itself is saying that you may understand bhagavad gita little bit to 10% 20% whatever extent what prabhupada is saying is the basis for understanding bhagavad gita is at least you accept krishna as the supreme lord and with this understanding with this acceptance you read bhagavad gita then everything will be all right right so we have to first accept krishna as our bandhu if we think krishna only as enemy then what is the point in reading bhagavad gita because you are resisting the instructions of an enemy you will not be interested so that is the prerequisite so let us become bandhu we should not uh, we should not actually uh, 
they ignore krishna krishna is waiting for our relationship so mercifully he is waiting for all of us but we are getting detached we are constantly getting we are thinking no no prabhu i am now going to get detached you know i want to get detached from the things this material people the material things i want to get detached actually it is a nice thing yes it is true you have to become detached from the material things but all this detachment to material things will have meaning only when you have attachment to krishna when you make krishna as your bandhu otherwise all this detachment has no meaning there are so many yogis and sanyasis they are very detached but that is not real success they are simply neutral people like karna you see so you can become detached from all these things but if you are not attached to krishna then all these has no meaning your detachment has no meaning so many time you know people say i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this has meaning only when you say that i don't want anything except krishna then it is okay man many people also say that i want thing i want this i want this i want this yes when you say i want this and i want only krishna and nothing other than krishna then this has meaning what scriptures are telling is you develop relationship with krishna you become his bandhu don't ignore him in a day how many times we are ignoring krishna it looks very simple oh you know i am practicing spiritual life but see analyze your activities and then we will see oh my god actually all throughout my day i am hardly remembering krishna it's so tough to think about krishna to talk to krishna to remember krishna's instructions we have to practice now more and more right so that is how uh, we will be able to uh, uh, get rid of all these mental games that mind is playing and uh, uh, we should understand that the mind the mind's duty is sankalpa vikalpa accepting rejecting accepting rejecting right constantly this is what the mind is doing so the mind is filled with all these accepting rejecting sankalpa and vikalpa but it is our choice what to accept and what not to accept just like when the guest comes to your home there are so many things that you will offer for him to eat right now when you have kept so many items to eat it is the guest's choice it is his choice what to accept and what not to accept so many things are definitely happening the positive things and negative things around you but where you make that choice is most important what you decide is most important the power of choice is the choice of the self please understand the self is more powerful than the mind mind will definitely propose a lot of good and bad things but it is the choice of the soul it is your choice as a soul to decide what is good for you and what is not good for you right so this is how we should understand that whatever the mind proposes it's not that we should simply accept it there is a chance that there is our power it's a very powerful thing to make a choice is a very powerful thing because your choices will make a destiny i don't know if you are able to get this but every choice that make you make is defining your destiny every choice it's so powerful on a day to day basis and just imagine most of the time it's not your choice it's this uncontrolled mind which is making choice on our behalf so much is at stake our whole spiritual life is at stake so you are you should harness now this power of choice and teach your mind also oh mind please listen to this give him inputs treat him like a guest give good hospitality to him and then make him your friend so when you make your mind as a friend then krishna will automatically become our friend both will become bandhu mind will also become bandhu and krishna will also become bandhu it's so easy if we can make mind our bandhu krishna will become our bandhu no doubt about it you see 
so there are many more things but today we will just end with these two shlokas and next sunday we will continue with uh, the further uh, shlokas that krishna is going to explain but since we have some time we can take some questions if you have please feel free to ask questions any questions if it is related to something previous also that is fine so this is how we have understood certain things about the mind prabhu ji yes prabhu ji in the night uh, when we have we have laddu gopal at our home so do we switch off the lights and make it sleep or how is it uh, yes you can switch off the lights and uh, okay leave there is uh, uh, some low wattage light is there you can put it otherwise uh, it's fine i mean you can switch it on in the morning no problem okay darling thank you so that should be okay yes any other questions so uh, please uh, contemplate on all these very important things and uh, definitely there will be lot of wonderful things that you will learn in this chapter dhyana yoga is very interesting also so we will understand many wonderful things so what we will do is let me just end the uh, live on youtube and if you have any question you can ask गुरुजी the most of the time we are not able to optimally use the power of mind it's because the mind is constantly restless it is very restless and when you are having a restless mind when you are not peaceful then it becomes very difficult to achieve any higher thing see what happens is whenever you want to achieve higher thing you have to make your mind very peaceful first of all if you are disturbed at a mental level you cannot think of higher things that's why if you see any successful people they are mostly successful because they strategize they are always thinking about strategies and principles developing strategies and principles right and they are able to do that because they are not disturbed mentally all those lower level things they give it off to other things other people and then they are able to think of higher things so what happens in your day to day things also you should as much as possible create certain habit loops in such a way that these habit loops that you create are automatically taking care of all the lower level activities and your conscious mind is thinking about big things big strategies and other things so then you are able to become very productive so what happens is the another very important power of mind is creating positive nice habit loops in the subconscious mind so when you want to you know just like in the morning when you wake up you go to the restroom and then see so many things are happening automatically you know where the toothbrush and the toothpaste is kept automatically you know how to put the toothpaste on the toothbrush automatically you brush the teeth and you are thinking about your project you are thinking about what to do next but your hand is moving and many other things your tap opening the tap and automatically it is happening how because the habit loop is created in the subconscious mind so similarly if you can train your mind to take care of all these lower things nicely by forming these habit loops of regular things then you can think about big things you become very productive so feed your subconscious mind with all the positive habit loops create them if you don't have and then use your conscious mind for bigger things right so petty things you should not be involved in it uh, keep your mind busy with you know what happens is most people for example you take sudha murti or not not sudha murti there was this uh, our minister uh, earlier uh, in bjp she recently passed away last year what's her name can you please help me Uh, Sushma Swaraj. You see, Sushma Swaraj. She used to wear 
uh, you know sarees which were all planned much ahead you know she, it's not that she will early morning wake up and then think which saree to wear no monday means this color tuesday is this color thursday is this color they don't bother their mind they don't keep their mind busy with these petty things you if you see this facebook uh, mark zagar for most of the time you will find him wearing only gray t-shirt why because they He all wardrobe is filled with grey color t-shirt because he doesn't have to bother which color that color because they are thinking so many bigger things they don't absorb their mind in all these petty things what should I wear today what should I do this no so please all of you think about these things that on a regular basis which is a recurring thing train your mind and then make it a habit loop and put it in your subconscious mind that will take about one month. 21 days maybe one month gradually it will become a habit and then at the same time use your conscious mind for thinking big you see so okay, these are certain tricks that you can use to make yourself very productive and uh, use your time effectively don't use it in any other uh, uh, things other than uh, your spiritual life and your professional life then it will be very nice thank you very much yeah prabhuji yes dev So you were just talking about productivity. So I I had heard this trick where you time block certain things in your calendar, huh. and uh, and then you follow it. So basically, when I'm at a certain point in my schedule of the day, I know what I have to do. So I don't I'm not using my mind to think and make a decision at that point in time that what I what should I do. So sometimes what happens that I make a a schedule for the day, but I'm not able to follow it. Like uh, there are certain things that. come up and yes. maybe i am not able to at the time that i had thought i would so then what to do because the plan shifted then you know it uh, you know there's some kind of confusion ha ah. so it's only indicating that you have still not created a habit loop for that particular activity so when over and over you reinforce that this time slot is meant only for this activity then automatically your mind is geared up to doing that although there might be some exception you know some exceptions are allowed even in our uh, temple life also we all wake up at morning uh, 4 o'clock for the mangala aarti so our mind over a period of time it has been trained like that but there are certain exceptions you know you're traveling or maybe you are uh, you slept late because uh, Uh, there was janmashtami the previous day many things many reasons can be there so there can be certain exceptions but overall you are following a certain habit and it's very conscious so it's okay sometimes when you are um, you know in a month one or two times if you are not able to stick to that particular time slot that's fine you should not really get worked up with the oh i'm not i did not do and i got i failed in doing that then the mind will take another course of action So instead of it be relaxed, okay, okay. In a month, I miss two times. No problem. Next time, I will make it instead of two times, one time. So exceptions will be there. So we cannot be perfect all the time. That's all right. But if you are failing every other day, it's only indicating that you have still not created a habit loop for that time slot. That means you have to put conscious effort at least for a month so that your mind gets trained. So month, two months. then your mind gets to know that this is what i am supposed to do at this particular time slot it becomes automatic and there will be some exception for one or two days that's fine yes sir thank you so much so with this uh, we will end and we'll meet again next sunday please take care hare krishna